When I finally did get to the office door, I reached for the knob, took a sharp breath in, forced an exhale, and nervously walked in. Coming through the door, I immediately saw her. Oh boy, here we go. She was standing with her back to me about 20 feet away, filing papers on the other side of the main counter that separated the, the office from the main lobby. She didn't know I was there yet, and as I walked towards her, I paused for one last second so I can quickly gather myself because it felt like my heart was going to beat right out of my chest. When, from behind me, the arm of the automatic door closer, you know that mechanism on the top of doors that will pull them shut automatically? Well, it let out a hiss sound, then closed the door behind me. She turned around to see who had come in, and there I stood in the middle of the office with the girl I had the biggest crush on staring right at me. Hello everyone, my name is Bishop Friesch and I want to welcome you to my life through music where I talk about the music and songs that were either there at the time or describe thoughts, feelings, or emotions that I felt during those particular places and during those particular times. And now here is part two of All Star by Smash Mouth. If you happen to see part one, you'll know that I took typing for several reasons. Number one, I needed to take an elective. Two, my mom thought it would help me in the future. And three, according to my dad, there would be a lot of girls in that class. And all of those were true. I did pick up an elective. I still use typing to this day. And there were a lot of pretty girls in that class. But the girls in that class, however, weren't the ones I was interested in. It was attendance girl who I had my eye on. Besides all that, I have to say, typing was fun. It was actually cool to be in typing. And what made it fun and what made it cool was our teacher. Let me just take a couple seconds to tell you a few things about our typing teacher. As with all of our teachers, he was very professional. He always dressed sharp. He was laid back, but not a pushover. Remember, he was a basketball coach. He didn't say too much. But when he did talk about something, you had better be listening because it was something important about the class or it was something important about life. He always managed to throw in little gems of knowledge when he lectured in front of the class, you know, like real life situations. I think we all experience a few teachers like that in and out of our lives, but my classmates and I were fortunate and blessed to have many. So... As I mentioned before in the previous video, the day before, Mr. Typing Teacher catches on to the fact that I was crushing on attendance girl. Ah, who he kidding? He knew the whole time. <laughs> but the day before, he was just busting my chops. He comes up to my workstation and he's standing in front of me, just torturing me. He's got his hands in his pocket. He's acting all nonchalant and he's asking me, well, why don't you just go talk to her? And I was like, yeah, right. This isn't just shooting free throws in the gym. We're talking about girls here. Then, after torturing me, he just walks off. And after class, I just left, went home, and forgot about it. The next day, I walk into class just like any other ordinary day, just sitting at my workstation, minding my own business, doing those silly warm-up exercises. You know the ones, 
A-A-A-A-S-S-S-S-D-D-D-D-F-F-F-F. If you ever took a, a typing class, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As I'm doing this, from behind me and to the right, I hear the door swing open. A lot of times, the teachers would leave the door propped open just a little bit with that little door stopper at the bottom. They did this so that the person collecting the attendance could walk in, collect the attendance, and leave without causing too big of a disturbance. And if you were listening for it, like I was, you could hear it swing open. And just like clockwork, right on time, a tenants girl walks in. I turned to look at her real quick and then turned away as she walked up to Mr. Typing Teacher's desk. She stood there waiting for him to give her the attendance slip and then I heard him say, I'm sorry, I don't have it ready just yet, but I'm gonna have it sent up in just a little bit. She said that she would let the office know, walked out like normal, and I just went back to typing. A few minutes later, I hear Mr. Typing Teacher call out, Bishop, I kind of jumped in my chair because I was caught off guard a little bit. Come up here, please. I slowly turned in my chair because I was kind of confused as if to say, what, me? And I could see him there at his desk with his hand in the air, you know, motioning to me like this, just like a coach would. It was like as if he was calling me over from the end of the bench or something. You know, kind of like when the game's already over and it's one-sided and the coaches are letting the scrubs play because there's still a little bit of time on the clock. So, I walk over to his desk, kind of weaving through the workstations, looking at my friends, and I was curious because I was wondering if I had done something wrong. Now remember, like the song mentions, I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I get to his desk and he's staring at me. And I'm like, what's up coach? And by this time, some of my classmates began to take an interest too. And I started to get this feeling like I was on stage or something because it felt like all eyes were on me. And my teacher leans back in his chair and he says, you really don't think that the attendance slip wasn't ready, do you? And I was like, I don't know, coach. I... And before I could say another word, he holds his hand up like this, as if to say, stop, just stop. And with the other hand, he grabs a piece of paper from his desk and he says, here's your chance. It was the attendance slip completely filled out. And I'm like, chance for what? And he goes, to talk to her, duh. And then he continues saying, now you're going to take this to the office and you're going to talk to her. And I was like, what? Just then, I felt my stomach start to feel kind of weird, like I wanted to throw up, and my throat started to get really tight. And I noticed more and more classmates were looking at me, waiting to see what I was going to do. I quickly pulled myself together, and all I could think about was, man, I can't go out like this. I can't go out like no punk, like no sucker. So I tried to be cool about it, and I was like, no problem. I reached out to grab the slip from his hand when, at the last moment, he pulled the slip away and said, wait, just one more thing. And I was like, what's that? He said, when you leave out that door to go to the office, that door closes and locks behind you, right? And I was like, yeah. He then says, well, the key to get back into my classroom is her phone number so you can call her after school. And again, I was like, what? 
This whole time, I was looking at this as some kind of joke. But he wanted to push me out of my comfort zone and force me to do what I wanted to do, but I was afraid to do. And then the voices started going in my head again. Hey, everybody's watching you. Friends, other girls, guys you're on the football team with. There's no way I could back down. Even if I wanted to, it was something I had to do. So, with as much fake confidence as I could muster, I plucked the attendant slip from his hand, marched out of the classroom, heard the door slam behind me, and it was at that point I realized the ships had been burned. I started psyching myself up as I walked down the sidewalk to the office. Fortunately, or unfortunately, regardless of how you want to look at it, the office wasn't far away at all. Maybe a 30-second walk. But as I was walking, those voices started to creep up in my head again. What if she doesn't like you? What if she says no? What if she laughs at you? And then I started thinking, maybe she won't be there. Maybe she's out collecting the rest of the attendants. Maybe I could go in there, leave the attendance slip on the counter, walk out, and I can go back to the typing class and say, hey, I tried. When I finally did get to the office door, I reached for the knob, took a sharp breath in, forced an exhale, and nervously walked in. Coming through the door, I immediately saw her. She was standing right in front of me, about 20 feet away, filing some papers at a table on the other side of the office facing away from me. Oh boy, here we go. As I slowly walked toward the main counter that separated us, I paused again for one last second. I wanted to stall and collect my thoughts because it felt like my heart was going to beat right out of my chest. It was at that moment that the arm of the automatic door closer, you know those mechanisms on the top of doors that will swing them back shut after you open them? Well, it let out a quick hiss sound, closing the door behind me. She turned around to see who had walked in, and there I was, standing in the middle of the office lobby with the girl I had the biggest crush on staring right at me. We met at the long counter, and I tried to be cool as I slid the attendance slip across and said, yeah, this is from Mr. Typing Teacher, and I'm just bringing it over. And she goes, okay, thanks. And looking at me, she turned her head slightly and grinned as if she was thinking to herself, this is the guy who always looks at me when I pick up the attendance. It felt like an eternity, plus... It was so hard to concentrate because of her perfume. Yves Saint Laurent. Paris, if I remember. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Finally, I leaned in just a little and I said, Hey, I need your phone number so I can get back into class. I know, I know, it's awful, it's awful. But playfully insulted, and flirtatiously smiling, with a touch of attitude, she goes, What? To get back into class, huh? As the nervousness began to wear off, and we continued this quick conversation in the office, she reached behind the counter, pulls out a blank attendance slip, wrote her name and phone number on it, and slid it towards me. 
picking it up. I told her I would call her that afternoon after school and left. Walking back to the classroom, go ahead and cue Stain Alive by the Bee Gees. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm just kidding. But it felt great. Seriously, I was walking on cloud nine. I got back to the door of the typing room and I gave it a few victorious pounds. Boom, boom, boom. Another student opened the door and I walked in and stopped. Everybody was looking at me as if to say, well, did you get it? I already had it in my hand and I triumphantly held it up in the air. Some praised, some laughed, some slowly nodded in apparent approval, and some just shrugged and went back to typing. But on that day, yeah, I did feel like an all-star. There are so many lessons and so many takeaways from that experience. But the one that I would never forget for the rest of my life is that anytime you want to do something, but you're nervous and scared to do it, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Because as the song says, you'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. And as I sat here typing this out, I just want to say, thanks, Mr. Typing Teacher. And thanks, attendance girl, for changing a very big part of my life. And this is why All Star by Smash Mouth is where it's at in my My Life Through Music playlist. In the next video, I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened when I got home from school that day. Did I have enough guts to call attendance girl? And did that conversation lead to other means to where I would grow another branch on my musical tree? But check out All Star by Smash Mouth if you haven't heard it uh, in a long time or never heard it before. When you do listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And let it take you to the many times that you were an All Star. Again, thank you for your time. I know it's very valuable. Thank you for watching. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video.